Alex, everything is broken. Everything. The whole goddamn site is broken. What is going on? The site's broken. My life is broken. I I woke up slightly late. I set my alarm. My alarm was set for daylight savings just fine. That all happened on Saturday night. Yeah. And then I just... I have automatic alarms set on my iPhone. You know, they just are meant to... You know, it goes off weekdays, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. But, like, if you... So when your alarm goes off, if you swipe to the right or the left, like it has a different functionality. Like one of them removes the like as an upcoming alarm. So I must have removed it as an upcoming alarm, which huh. then removed the alarm that uh, was supposed to wake me up on time this morning. <laughs> uh, so Patrick. I got to sleep in. You know, I was just uh, it was pretty nice. Uh, I guess I'll have to just put file that off as a an hour I took off of work. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I don't use an alarm because my girlfriend gets up before I do because she actually has to travel out for work, so I just oh. get up as soon as she does. Um, nice. That is nice, it is handy. Uh, but Unless she know, wakes up late. That never happens. She's, like, weirdly meticulous that way, which I appreciate about her. She is, she has nothing if not, like, clockwork when it comes to that stuff, so. So, yeah, we apologize to everyone for starting late, but then, not only, did, you know, I would have just been ten minutes yeah. Wait, and then, and then I went to go, oh, well, I'll go put everything up on the site. I'll jump in the shower quick. Uh, and then none of, nothing on the site worked. Yeah, that's sort of the other side effect of what's going on here. Why does nothing yeah. on the site work, Patrick? Uh, daylight savings time. It seems yeah. like it messed up a bunch of publishing stuff. And then it's like it messes up the publishing stuff, which is set for Pacific daylight time or, I guess, standard time. And then we have to set the hours differently because we're on different – hours and uh, it's all broke but it seems to work now i don't know why <laughs> like it i went and launched the chat and set the uh promotional images for the front page of our website just like i do every monday and friday and for every feature i do except that uh none of them showed up and then i logged in and logged out and then the site just deleted all of them and i don't know why but <laughs> God damn you on this day, GV Hudson, and your fucking infernal concept for a daylight savings time. You have ruined everything for I the last so. time. But, you know, as um as I was walking down for us to actually start this show, uh, I did get a little gift in the mail. Oh uh, so I feel like Aww. this was I feel like this is what I it was like, hey, Dark Souls is messing with my day. Dark Souls went into my phone, removed my alarm, and then broke the site. That feels like something it would do. That feels like something from software would conceive. God damn. It all made sense when, like, I'm getting ready to walk downstairs, and then I hear a doorbell. I was like, that can only be FedEx, because FedEx is the only one who shows up at this early. I was like, oh, FedEx. What if Dark Souls 2, what if Dark Souls 2 is, like, the ring videotape? Like, what if that game is, is so overwhelmingly fucked that it is, <laughs> it is actually cursed and fucks with your life the second the cartridge enters your home? I bet there's no disc in here, either. I bet yeah. it's just... No, just like a bunch their, of ghosts come out as soon as you open the box, and then it's just, and everything's fucked. Well, uh, sometimes when you get uh, press copies of games, um, they will... Uh, they would clip this part of it, yeah, like, with a like a little. I don't even know what do you call those things. I've never, I haven't used them uh, in years. a hole puncher. Yeah, a hole puncher, uh, so that you can't like resell it. And then you know most. Although, if you were a dirtbag and did stuff like that, you you could just send the disc. Anyway, anyway, uh, my the Dark Souls anti piracy measure would probably just be to not include the disc inside the box. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to know the honest answer of why they still do that? Why? Well, I mean, it's like you said, so people don't return it. But the reason people were were they do that is because uh, game reviewers back in the day, this is like the '90s or whatever, uh, would take those games around to stores like uh, Best Buy or Walmart or Target or whatever, where you didn't necessarily have to have a receipt to return things and just get store oh. credit. You could do that. Uh, you could. I don't think you can anymore. This was years and years ago. I used to know a guy who did it because he was a, kind of a dirtbag, uh, as you described. Yeah. Like, he would get I tons did... of games that he didn't actually review. Like, he did review games, but the ones he didn't review, he would just leave unopened and still in the packaging and then take around and go to Target and buy, like, dish detergent. It was pretty great. Wow. Yeah. You know, I've got to admire the dirtbag nature of that. Uh... That's pretty ingenious. Yeah. That's, you know, you know... That's gross, but that's, on some level, 
I guess way to go, man. I mean, if you're sitting on, like, six copies of State of Emergency for the PS2 and you don't need five of them, I mean, that's just, that was his thinking, was like, all right, well, I'll just, you know, go deal with this, go go do trade them in, which, yeah, still a dirt, total dirtbag move, but it worked for him. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I want to say that I heard about someone doing that. They, like, check your license, and then, like, you could only do it so many times. Maybe that's, I want to say... But I, that was when I was returning something for Christmas. But yeah. it seemed like they were, like, tracking, like, game purchases somehow. And I was like, yeah. that seems weird. And I think it's all because of that guy. Probably, that guy, yeah. <laughs> that guy's making it tough for me to return my Christmas purchases because someone bought the wrong version of the game for me at some point. Dirtbags everywhere, uh, man. So what did you do this weekend? What did Alex tomorrow get up to? Oh, what did I get up to this weekend? Uh, I went to see uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is... That? Uh, a thing I do whenever there is a new Wes Anderson movie, I usually tend to go see it pretty quickly. It's very good. Uh, if you like uh, madcap uh, capers and, uh, you know, the the specifically Wes Anderson brand of tomfoolery and whimsy, uh, it has all of that in spades. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is probably one of the least emotionally involving movies he's ever done. Uh, in terms of, it's just, it's it's a wacky comedy, and, like, there is some, some character stuff in there, but it's mostly just about, you know, zaniness. Okay. Uh, but it does that ex- exceptionally well. It is it is a very, very funny movie, and weird in all the ways you like Wes Anderson movies to be weird. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's worth seeing uh, whenever it, it, it heads out Chicago way. Um, I don't know, I, bar- I barely see movies in the theaters these days. The, yeah. the, the only movies I see in the theaters are, like, action movies that I need to... That's like fair. you know that it's that is really really benefit action movies and horror, like really really good horror movies that I'm afraid of being, I guess maybe movies I'm afraid about being spoiled by. Sure, <laughs> and, and are movies that I go to the theater for. Grand Budapest Hotel probably not a movie you need to be worrying about spoilers for, mm-hmm. but uh, it it's very enjoyable. Uh, I also got Titanfall as many of us did this weekend. Uh, codes went around and the uh, I know the embargo is in like what an hour or whatever so you know i will refrain from reviewing what i played but uh once the servers were finally up late on saturday i played through a bunch of sunday and uh it's still i still enjoy it it is still titanfall i still dig it did you get a chance to play any of that no no uh, i on saturday when you know when that would have been an opportunity i was spending uh i spent my evening with my with my grandma she turned 90 still kicking Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was a family birthday party. Uh, Happy birthday, Gammy! Exactly. Um, she only just gave up driving like uh, this year. Oh wow! Okay, was she doing well now, at it up she, to this point? She or? only dro- she was only driving a block. Okay. <laughs> total uh, before that, uh, she lives only a block away from my mom. But it was time to to finally even give give that up. But yeah, uh, ninety. That's that's crazy. Ridiculous. Um, and and then I spent Sunday really digging into South Park. South okay. Park was my whole Sunday. Spent like six hours playing that. If uh, if Steam is right, so you're um, playing it literally the the opposite of the way I told you to play. Yep. It. Okay. Yep. Well, I right. I started getting freaking out over stuff like this showing up, and I've got a review game that I'm you know I'm playing Yoshi's New Island for review, and Donkey Kong fell by the wayside, and I, I'm starting to stress out about all these games, Alex. I'm yeah. leaving for a week for GDC, which means that's a lost week of, of ways to stay current. By the time I come back, that next Tuesday, Infamous Second Sun's going to be out. I'm yep. not going to be in any position to play that game. Nope. It's all a mess. Shit's crazy. Games, Hella games be coming out. But uh, I, I do love the fact that we're going to have a review of Yoshi's Island, but we're not going to have one of Donkey Kong. That's great. That's that, that's a giant bomb way. Just just well, random, weird, random, big misses with a lot of like strange hits that you wouldn't expect. Yeah, we don't stick to any sort of schedule. No. That's what you're no. <laughs> that's what you're worried about, readers of Giant Bomb. No. Uh and you know what? South Park terrific. Digging Good, it? Yeah, really. Uh I th- should probably should have set the game to hard. Is there a hard mode? Is there even a difficulty? There is, I think, a hardcore difficulty. I didn't turn it on. Um I just went I, with whatever the default was. I feel like now that I have discovered how bleeding works, I'm just breaking the game. Like I'm just not like not finding anything particularly difficult. I have these uh um like uh, darts, like barroom darts. Yeah. And those attack <laughs> can attack three different enemies. It stacks bleeding uh and because of the buffs I've put on it, uh it uh does some real decent damage. 
Uh, it also does gross out, and those are two forms basically yep. of bleeding uh, that the game uh, has. So I just spam that at the beginning of a battle and then just play it safe, and basically nothing can touch me. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'll maybe run into a roadblock as I'm going along, but I sort of feel like I have found a way to make my way through this game pretty easily as long as I rely on that tactic as much as I can, which is... It's, I'm bummed because I'm enjoying the combat quite a bit. Right. There's a lot of... Yeah, that's the thing, is there's a lot of... There are a lot of systems there. There are a lot of things you can play with and different ways you can approach battles, especially with, like, the different patches and buffs you can put on everything. Um, I think I play... Yeah, I played through the game the first time as a thief uh, because, I don't know, I just kind of tend to do that in role-playing games anyway. So, wait, uh, wait what, what, what changes? Because, like, they don't... One of the things that I wish the game had done uh, when you choose the class up front like, I chose the Jew just because I'm probably going to only play it once, and yeah. I wanted to see what they did with that humor-wise. But it, they sort of make it sound like, ah, the class doesn't matter. It kind of doesn't. It's just different attacks um, okay. and different styles of attacks. Like, the, the Thief, like, almost all of his attacks do different types of bleeding damage. So that right there, Oh, you know, see, okay, if I wanted that, to break the game a little bit more, then... Yeah. That extra makes the game, like, super easy. Like, I blew through most of those battles, you know, super... But there's just different attack types. Like, uh, the you know, you're playing as the Jew. Like, there's stu the stuff like the Jiu-Jitsu and the, uh, the, 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 the sling. Like, the, the, the thief doesn't David. have anything quite like that exactly. Okay. So it's just it's just difference in, in attack styles more than anything else. Okay. Um, Someone's actually mentioning in the chat that you can switch the difficulty uh, at any time in the well, option. you should do that. Maybe yeah, yeah. Now that I've now that I've said it out loud, what am I gonna do? Not change the difficulty? Yeah. That would make me look like a real jerk. Not that anyone would know. No one would know. I could just no say, one would know the, the difference. Game, the game got harder. Yeah, Ooh, I lost a couple of times. Uh, I might give that a shot though. If if it is actually just changing it dynamically, then there's really no harm in, in shifting it up. Uh, I only died maybe like four times the entire game when I played it. Uh, two of them were just me not getting uh, certain mini games that uh, thus resulted in hilarious deaths. I actually do recommend dying during those sequences because some of the gags they play off your death are pretty great. Uh, there's okay. one bit, which I won't say where it is or what happens, but or, all, all I'll say is that when you if you fuck it up it just cuts to credits like straight up show credits <laughs> and then the continue screen pops up and you're kind of like oh fuck all right <laughs> they yeah, got me I'm, good on that one i made it um without getting into the story stuff but i i made it through the first night uh, yeah okay and uh so that's yeah it feels like that's the first real chunk of the game maybe the first third or the first half or, or yeah. something something like that um but uh it you know what the pace that that game moves at, I you know, it's hard to tell if that's because they had to gut and cut so much stuff just to turn it into a game. Because uh, you kind of get that feeling when you read interviews about the game. Yeah. And, and what it was like under THQ and then what happened at Ubisoft when they had, like, project managers come in and say, Hey, guys, we come on. We need yeah. to ship this. This generation's ending. And so I don't know how it happened, whether it's intentional uh, I mean, you know, South Park, you know, in general is a show or that is, its comedy is about brevity. Like, it it, yeah. it moves it real moves. fast. Um, so, I, you know, it's hard to tell if gameplay-wise, you know, like you getting all these items and all this stuff it was meant to happen as quick as it is. But I think it works wonderfully well. Like, I, I love having way too much stuff and I'm constantly switching up my gear and it's changing my tactics a little bit but not like completely – you know changing exactly what i feel comfortable with but it still makes you kind of feel a little bit on your toes the whole time that you're playing yeah it's it's the role-playing game for the the sufferer of adhd which i do and i sort of appreciate on a certain level like the notion that you know okay i'm going to use this gear for maybe like a half dozen battles and then something else will come along and i'm going to end up using that and then you know it, it just yeah like you said it, it feels like it doesn't have any extraneous bullshit in it which i appreciate very much if that game had like even, you know, like, like a third more battles than what it has now, that combat would get tedious. Like, as it is, it moves quickly enough, and it gets you through battles quickly enough that you get there long enough just to understand the jokes, to appreciate the jokes, and then you're on to the next thing, and there aren't, like, a million random battles you have to deal with, unless you're walking around the Lost Forest, which, fuck that shit. 
Uh, I've not gotten there yet, but I do okay. like that the war- the like loading screen is constantly warning me about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, but I, I do like some of the ways they handle you know you know the random encounters that do appear across South Park, which is the area I'm still in. I haven't I haven't left the Greater South Park area, and yeah. um, you know like you're the when you're walking around town before you have entered a battle, you can interact with the environment in a couple of different ways. Uh, those change as the game goes on, um, but one of them is that you can throw your projectile. Um, is that true for every class? Is that could every could every class throw something? Yeah, I mean that's okay. the, the the projectile weapons are there for everyone, and okay. you know you can use all the different ones as as you earn them. I think I mostly relied on uh, ninja stars and uh, giant hubcaps that I was throwing at one point. Uh, those those were were my chosen ones, but I mean you 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 get all the same basic. Uh, equipment and combat varieties that 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 you do with any given class. It's just that the only difference is the types of special attacks and abilities that your your classes comes along with. Okay, uh, yeah. but I do like that you can you know you can toss the dart and if you're leveled up enough, uh, you know if you're high enough level, you'll just kill the <laughs> the enemy yeah. and then you'll get the experience and you can move on, which is basically the game's way of. You know, having other types of mechanics that RPGs have where either when you encounter the random battle, the enemy just straight up dies or runs away. Um, in this case, you just kind of pelt them with darts and then they just fall over. You get the experience, yeah. you get the items. Um, the environmental stuff, I think, is handled pretty well. I think that's that stuff's pretty neat. There are opportunities where you can uh, take out the enemies without that are more powerful than, than just hitting them with the darts. Um, but, uh, you know, you, can, you have these dumb fart powers, which is... Probably one of the like, it was funny the first time, and then mm-hmm. like, they sort of run that joke into the ground in a way that I don't think is. Oh, they're justified. nowhere near done running that joke into the ground, by the way. So just just get be prepared for that. Okay, I may, maybe it's just I'm not a fart joke guy, but like it was kind of funny the first time, and then the fact that I have to do this one mechanic over and over and over again. Oh, there are more fart like, mechanics coming. There's there's okay. more than one fart mechanic. There is, I have there is two. a weird variety of fart mechanics. All right. Well, though it's it's those sort of jokes that just don't do anything for me, and have I understand that they're just a part of South Park, right? Even if they don't like when you're going around the town and you open a, you know, you can open most doors, and there's a couple of doors where it's just like the guy jerking off or a dude having sex with a horse. Like it's not funny. Like it's just random. Like it's just. And it's not even that shocking either. Like no. it's just, it's just boring. Like I, like, and especially given that I think a lot of the game is pretty funny in the South Park sort of way of lampooning, you know, you know, hate speech, you know, which is basically Cartman's character, right? Um, and and things of that nature. You know, I realize, you know, maybe part of it's got to be that hey, they've got to fill so much of this game. It's like a lot of jokes that not all of them are gonna hit. But like when the dudes just having sex with the horse like just shut the door like i don't need like just don't even have a joke there <laughs> if if the joke's that bad then just don't even put one there but uh you know i think the game hits more than it misses and when it hits it's usually about you know something a little more uh interesting than like the cheap shot of yeah. of of the dude having sex with the horse which yeah, is the, just it's not funny i guess the, the incidental gags are not where the 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 strength of the comedy lies like you said like walking in on that stuff it's just sort of like a huh and that's that's really about all you get out of that stuff but that's i mean i, I also don't find it that bothersome it's like okay well if they just really want to fill out the world and just have something behind that door fine that's there whatever uh, if, if they're really going to invest in the idea of farts as magic and really, you know, kind of keep this going, you know, for a very long time, I at least appreciate their dedication to the gag, if nothing else. Um, but like you said, the, the, the majority of the comedy is in this, in the written stuff and the stuff that you're, you're participating in pretty actively, the occasional dumb poop fart or, you know, weird bestiality joke kind of tossed in there for no reason doesn't necessarily... I don't know. I think impact the 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 grander scope of what they're doing with that game, which I think is is surprisingly good at delivering like just rapid fire comedy that works. Yeah, and and it's also I think the moments where it does really work are where it becomes so clear that they are game fans. Yeah, um, there uh, is a. I want to be vague. There's a sequence involving audio logs in which 
all the stuff that we talk about that doesn't work about audio logs and how cheap they are as a storytelling mechanic for most mm-hmm. games, they hate that stuff too. And yep. they do a really, really, really good job of, of having something in their game and just having a really good reason for it to be there. Yeah. Um, and, and it's stuff like that, that I think really sets the game apart. Uh, especially when you start talking about like a licensed game. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's just things that couldn't be in, a South Park game, unless they were writing it and directing it, you know, it's it's like it's it's an incredibly personal game as much as it is, you know, a South Park game. Which I guess South Park is. South Park is essentially a, you know, a largely a reflection of of those guys and their views. Um, but uh, I think the stuff like that, you know, really hits close to home as someone who plays games, where it's just when they skewer it, it's like it's an outsider perspective, but it's an insider because you know it's you're playing a game. And I don't know. It's very satisfying. I I thought. Yeah, I, I I'd be curious to see what you say. I mean, you I think you'll agree with this still. Uh, but I imagine they when they start you know riffing on the the annoying preponderance of Nazi zombies. Uh, I imagine you'll probably agree with with that bit as well. Uh, and I'm also curious to see what your reaction is to the Canada section, which I will not describe in any detail here. I will just say it is that is probably one of my favorite parts of the entire game. That and also probably the most demonstrable of their love of and appreciation for video games in that section. So I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see what you have to say when you get there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to playing more of it. I'm, uh, I might have to just bury that copy of dark souls, like in a, <laughs> in the dirt. Cause I really, like, I, I managed to finish Danganronpa. Uh, I finished that over the weekend. I, I closed the case on uh, the kids being trapped in that school and having to kill each other, and I thought actually it you know I you know I really can't go into what happened because the entire game is about its storyline, but uh, I will say it had a, a fairly satisfying conclusion for uh, something that you know premise wise uh, is pretty out there. Mm-hmm. Um, although you know the, these escape games uh, are are pretty common at this point, and if you look at that game a certain way, it's really just Japanese saw. Um, and if you look at it as Japanese saw, you know, the teddy bear and all that stuff really make a lot more sense and probably Mm -hmm. isn't that different than, (laughs) uh, a dumb clown, uh, doll uh, instructing people that they need to kill each other. Um, and you know, it's, it's the same as 999 and VLR in that I'm impressed at games that are capable of starting with the ridiculous premise and finding a, a pretty legitimate way to explain it, at least within the logic of their own universe. You know, I yeah. mean, if I was to sit here and ex- just lay it out, you'd probably laugh. But in the context of, like, playing the game, understanding the characters, their motivations, how everything sort of arrives at its own conclusion, like, it works surprisingly well, and I find that to be half of what's impressive about some of these games is the way they start at, well, this is just going to be dumb, and then it's like, well... When you say it, it's dumb, but it makes sense within the game, and and I find that uh, pretty pretty impressive to to be able to pull something like that off. So, Which, how many truth bullets did you fire over the course <laughs> of that game? A lot of truth bullets, uh, and eventually you get over that stuff. I think it's a, I think it's a a pretty lame name for what is essentially evidence. Um, but you know that's you know, I'm gonna try and write a review of that game this week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty f- deep into Yoshi's New Island, so I think I can find time to do both. Um, but that's if I have any grand critique of of that game, it's that it it tries too hard to be a game when it would probably be better served just letting the story play out. Right. Um, it 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 tries far too hard to let the player have agency in a game that is extremely linear, and every time it tries to pretend otherwise, uh, it's it's frustrating because mm-hmm. you're very limited in what you can do as the player. And the game is really guiding you along a very specific path. And when you go off that path, it's it just slaps your wrist in, in, in a frustrating way. So it um, might have been better served as more of like a visual novel type thing than something, you know, as, as plainly interactive as it tries to be. Well, what it does is like it has a linear story and yet allows you to choose wrong options, which is fine because it, it's using that as its puzzle right. mechanic, right? It's That's the puzzle gameplay. and. The other visual novels I've played, chiefly 999 and VLR, uh, those are separate. Like, mm-hmm. the puzzles are the puzzles, and then 
the conversations are the conversations. Like they're, you can't screw up the conversations. Like when you screw up the conversations, maybe it triggers a death or an ending, but it's not, you're not piecing anything together in the conversations. You're just enjoying those for what they are. Whereas in, uh, in this game, the, uh, the conversations are where you are figuring out logic puzzles and things like that. And I just don't, I don't think it worked particularly well mm -hmm. and as a disservice to, to the story. But, um, there's apparently a sequel coming this fall. Uh, the little I know about it is that there is a uh, it's same world, different characters, which is a little disappointing because mm -hmm. the cliffhanger that the game ends on, and I'm not going to talk about what it is, is sort of beautiful in its ambiguity, uh, and I really, really liked that about it, mm -hmm. and that would be <laughs> – but it leaves – all sorts of holes for a sequel to address uh, in a way that I think might would totally cheapen the ending that they go for because the ending they go for is is kind of ballsy in in the in what it doesn't tell you mm -hmm. and it seems like those are all sorts of things a sequel would address so maybe that won't be the case but uh, I did I did really like how it ended uh, and cool. we'll, uh, uh, I will I will at this point uh, I will probably play the second one I got I want to even if they're going to ruin the ending they made, I have to see where it goes from here. And uh, if you are a fan of those types of games, I would uh, I would recommend uh, this one as well. Um, I did I did enjoy it, but I am I'm glad there's no teddy bear yelling at me anymore. Yeah, that's probably ideal. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, reading your thoughts on that as well. Now, somewhere in between there, in between all mm -hmm. of this, are you going to play some Titanfall with the rest of us this yeah, week? Yeah, no, I yeah okay. I, I I you know now that I've got. Um, my visual novel out of the way. Uh, Good. I, you know, Titanfall is like, I, you can jump in and play really quick. Like it's yes. a, I, I intend that, you know, to be my sort of like uh, filler game. It's like, well, I'm gonna play South Park for an hour. It's like, okay, I got enough of that. Uh, play some couple matches of Titanfall. I'm like, oh, I'll play Dark Souls. Like, well, I'm stuck on this boss. Like, Titanfall seems like a good way to. <laughs> these yeah. I I know these robots are gonna die mm -hmm. in Titanfall, so that seems like a good way to uh, sort of <laughs> measure out my frustration uh, with uh, with a game like Dark Souls. But Titans uh, will you know, fall. I the these types of games like Titanfall, like Titanfall is a very well made mm -hmm. you know iteration on Call of Duty, but uh, it's also not a complete reinvention of that formula. No, no. So I. You know, I, I'm not expecting this game to grab me any more than any of these other games have grabbed me for about two or three weeks. Uh, yeah, it's, it, I could very easily see myself in a position where I play it, you know, every night for like a month and then I kind of forget about it after that. And I would actually be okay with that because it seems like the kind of game that will be really fun during that period of time that will be super enjoyable, you know, over, over the over the course of that period but then it also you know well you know we'll leave it at jeff will have a piece up in the next 40 minutes or so that will explain a lot of the details of that game and wh where it works and where it doesn't uh so i will refrain from throwing too many criticisms out there i will just say that i had fun playing this weekend when the servers were working which was not always yeah uh, and that that is something that i am Hopeful that that is just them getting their maintenance out of the way and getting everything ready for people to play uh, full full on uh, once the game launches. But, you know, over the course of the weekend, it was not real consistent in its functionality. And, uh, I mean, granted, there just weren't a lot of people playing early on. And when there's not a lot of people playing that game, it is real limited in what you can do with it. Yeah. I'm curious. I want to see how this... I didn't even realize that the game had a campaign mode, which I know the the campaign is just, you know, some story stuff linking together the stuff that you just do in multiplayer, but I didn't yeah. I didn't realize there was a campaign mode that it, you know, there is. They put and it's in there. and it's multiplayer still. So, you know, it is what I I but also I could not get into any campaign matches uh while I was playing this weekend, which again Well, I mean, it's it's all yeah. game reviewers playing right now yeah. and 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 things of that nature and I bet those people are more interested in shooty shooty with uh one another than than that. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of games coming out. There are a lot of games coming out, and uh, I want to play most of them, which is uh, sort of depressing and stressful all at once because it's like I know I'm gonna have to leave certain things behind. Sorry, Dark Souls. I'm never gonna probably play you because I have too many other things I want to try. Is uh, what comes out in April? Video uh, game. there's a couple of things if I recall correctly. Like, is April gonna be a catch-up month? Like. 
Hold my breath. Well, April's going to be the all the stuff that didn't make it out in time for the end of the fiscal year. So it's probably going to be a little February-like in that I imagine it will not be a lot of really good stuff, but there will be some stuff. So we've got Arkham Origins Blackgate yeah. coming to every other platform. I don't even know if that game's any good, so I guess that's a question mark. Um, uh, MLB The Show, which is reliably very good if you like baseball. Uh, nope. Well, there you go. Um, oh, Daylight. The- Daylight, yeah. that's coming out. Also, The mm. Elder Scrolls Online, April 4th. Well, sure. I guess, that is, I guess that's coming out. <laughs> I mean, it'll I exist, what, probably. I'm going to install it. Yeah. I would install it. It's I will a game play, that will I, come out. I will play the first... I will play like a day of Elder Scrolls. I want to know... I've never really played an MMO. Maybe that's the time to jump in and give one a shot for like a week. Yeah, I don't have any interest in playing it, though. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how like, I feel, too. It doesn't look very good. It doesn't, uh, and no one I've talked to who's actually had, like, hands-on with it has come away with, like, particularly great impression of it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it'll all just come together in the end, as sometimes those games tend to, but uh, I don't have any high hopes for it. Uh, oh, at the end of this month, Shovel Knight comes out. Yeah. On the 31st. I am really looking forward to that, actually. Um I played a little of it a long time ago, uh, and I remember really, really liking it. So, it looks fantastic. Yeah. So I, I'm, I guess maybe I, that's more or less April, but even if it's March 31st, but uh, I am looking forward to that. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, well, Dark Souls 2 comes out on PC, but I should hopefully have been finished the PS3 version by that. You would think. Uh, I don't even know what Disney Magical World is. What even is that? I I have no idea. What is what is? Wait, is that a game? Uh-huh, for 3DS. Disney Magical World features dozens of Disney characters in a variety of Disney-themed worlds. Players can customize their characters with hundreds of Disney-themed outfits and accessories, all while managing a cafe. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, Final Fantasy, A Realm Reborn, comes out on PS4. NES Remix 2. And then at the end of the month, the probably the game I'm most interested in that month, uh, Child of Light, but that's April 30th. Yeah, that does. That is a game I am very much looking forward to. You saw that co-op trailer that came out on Thursday or Friday. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That game just looks gorgeous. I am, I am interested in seeing more of, uh, of that. But yeah, okay, all right. Well, April seems pretty manageable. Oh, people yeah. mentioned in Metal Gear. Yeah, but that's gonna take what, like two hours of my time? Yeah, two, zing, two and a half probably. Zing, zing. When does that come out? Uh, oh, March eighteenth. Yeah, March eighteenth. That's 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 eight days. That's soon. That's pretty soon. I I do not want to pay forty dollars for that. Yeah. I. Well, they, I think yeah. they bumped it to thirty, didn't they? I. I want to say there was a story where they said they bumped it to thirty at retail because they, so many people were like, "That's really expensive for a game that's two hours long, dudes." You know what? I'm not gonna pay thirty bucks for that either. Okay. <laughs> See, that's fair. I just want to make sure we got the numbers right more than anything else. But yeah, that's, that's still a fair point. All of that is like, if I blink and it's ten dollars, then I think you've got me. But I am I really—I tra- was just say—I'm really looking forward to see what people have to say about that game. People are probably gonna like it, but th- yeah. you know, have some respect for your wallet. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I still need to play the Last of Us DLC. I need to track down a copy of the. Last God, Us. I haven't done that either. Ugh, I should yeah. probably do that this week before everything just becomes all fucking higgly piggledy. Yeah, it was already spoiled for me, but that's okay. That's, that, okay. that's not a thing where I'm really worried about spoilers necessarily so much as I am. just I just want to experience it, so. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <sighs> Video games. Yeah, so that, that's all I played this weekend. Yeah, that's all I played this weekend. Oh. Now there's a giant uh, backhoe outside my window that is going to probably start digging things really loudly, so that'll be fun. Um... Yeah, I wish I could talk about Yoshi, but I can't. I can talk about it on Friday. The, the review, I think, is Thursday. The embargo is Thursday, I think. Okay. Um, Looking forward to seeing what you have to say about that, considering the uh, the amount of yang that we have talked about, that game's visuals and other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, visuals are definitely super important to <laughs> a game who says it's going to uh, invoke Yoshi's Island. That is yep. definitely for sure. Well, there's also uh, people want to start dropping questions in the chat. There's a, not a whole lot of news, uh, no. so I'm trying to see what I, I 
pulled up that Sony is going to be having a GDC session they just added um, with uh, Shuhei Yoshida, um, Richard Marks, who is the senior director of Sony's uh, R&D department. I always get really sad when people mention Richard Marks, and it's not that Richard Marks. <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, and Anton Mikhailov. M- Mikhailov? Sure. Senior software yeah. engineer, Sony R&D. Uh, the rumor is, uh, the tagline for the uh, panel is, Join Sony Computer Entertainment for a presentation on innovation at PlayStation and the future of gaming. Uh, it seems like you wouldn't have Shuhei Yoshida there if it was just going to be like, hey, let's talk about some updated drivers and libraries for the PlayStation Move on yeah. PlayStation 4. Um, the ru- the hot rumor is that they're going to have uh, VR there, and they're going to show the first details on their VR kit, which, uh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, and it seems like, you know, Sony is actively working on something. Uh, I have not done any digging into it, but uh, enough people... Uh, that I know have been hinting at things on Twitter that uh, it does seem like something could very well be imminent and this may be, uh, you know, GDC seems like a good time to show that off, Uh, you know, where you can, because it's GDC, you can get away with showing a little bit and not too much and no one really criticizing you for it. Yep. I believe at GDC years ago, uh, that's also where Sony unveiled the move for the first time. Um, uh, you they might had be right, a, yeah. They had an off-site uh, thing at, at GDC that uh, was not very impressive because they didn't really have much to show for it. Um, I mean, the move's not a controller that really ever came into its own. It always felt like a very Me Too uh, device uh, in response yep. to the Wii. Uh, you know, Johann Sebastian Joust continues to be the only reason to own it, and that game's not even out yet. Um, so I'm curious. I, I definitely want to see... What Sony's got, if you know, if let's go ahead and assume this is VR, because I can't imagine what else it would be, um, unless it is going to be just a presentation that. The uh, Move Two, yeah, the sequel man, that, to the Move. Come on, would, you're excited for that, right? That would be underwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I just I'm wondering what they would do to differentiate themselves from Oculus Rift, or if they won't. And you know, the way they'll differentiate it is through. Like, hey, we're a proven hardware manufacturer that, you know, can do developer support. You know, you know, so, you know people seem very happy with working with Sony, uh, especially on the PS4. So, you know, I, I'm just I'm curious to see what how they approach it different than the Oculus. Because the Oculus has mostly been like, hey, we're working on this technology. We're trying to get it right. We'll worry about the consumer stuff as we get there. Yeah. Which is not how companies traditionally handle that stuff like sony is going to have to show this is a product right not just something out of the labs that haha let's let's see this wacky stuff we've been up to although i think that would be awesome i would as much as i'd like to see sony's vr stuff i would much rather just see an hour-long presentation of uh aborted r&d projects that didn't work out that would be super interesting actually yeah because i imagine there are a lot of really weird things that never even got like to the you know presentation stage but uh, I've, I've been excited by the idea of this Sony VR thing since you and I started talking about this, you know, however many months ago, and, you know, I hope that's what it is, and I'm looking forward to it. That said, if that is what it ends up being, and they actually have a product that is, like, on the way toward being done, I will be super bummed if somehow Sony manages to get a VR product out there before Oculus even has a chance to make a product. Yeah. They've been yeah. sitting around on that thing for so long now that I just, you know, it would be a real bummer if someone came around and lapped them. Eh, you know, I think whatever Sony does isn't going to work on the PC. That's fair. Um, you know, I mean, it could. Someone will probably make it work on the PC, but it won't be designed for it necessarily. Yeah, you know, it's the same way the DualShock 4 works on a PC, but they're, you know, people are, are using or having to backwards engineer, you know, libraries and uh, thing and you know using you know stuff that people have already developed for the 360 controller which had an official driver for the PC so you know yes there will be ways that people could use Sony's hardware and make it work on the PC but it'll never be you know an official device that uh, is meant to work on the PC natively and that's what the Oculus is going to be so you know I you know for me I, you know I like Oculus you know I'm rooting for them it's cool they're an upstart but I also want to play this stuff yeah um, and and competition is good and if if Sony drives Oculus to, to work harder to make their stuff better, if it puts VR in the hands of more people, which means 
developers have more people to sell these games to. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that helps Oculus. I think I think Oculus is going to dominate the PC side of things, especially now that you know Valve developed their own freaking tech, but has yeah. no interest in distributing it. They just want to wanted to know how it worked internally with their own stuff, so they can get uh, Steam ready for it. I think you know the tables are set. You know whether this stuff is going to pan out in a mainstream way still remains to be seen. I'm I am confident that. You know, my own experience showing it to people, it is different. Things have changed enough that people are interested and don't look at this stuff as a joke, at least once they've played it. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of actually selling it uh, that uh, is going to be, you know, what, what exactly we need to figure out. Right. Uh, well, then maybe we should start taking some uh, some questions from the chat here since yeah. we got a bunch coming at us here, I think. Uh, Marty tw- Marty twenty K yeah, asks, has any of the giant bomb crew gotten into the Chroma Alpha? I have it. I have not had a chance to start playing it yet, so I have no opinions on it yet. Uh, but I believe Drake is uh, passing around some alpha codes. Patrick, if you want to get in on that at some point, uh, I just <laughs> just got a, a text from my wife that uh, it sounds like it's warm enough outside that it's gonna start turning into a swamp in our living room again if I don't if I don't look at that pretty soon. We're okay, uh, okay. right now. But flooding part two, oh, the no. floodening oh, uh, no. might might be happening in, in Chicago again. It's it's getting unseasonably not no. It is getting now seasonably warm. Right. I shouldn't say unseasonably. It is here it, too. Uh, it is unseasonably unseasonably given the weather we've had. Right. But it it is supposed to be like lower forties for this time of the year. Um, no, I have not tried Chroma, but I am looking forward to. I want to just sit and hold a button that fires grenades on rhythm. So uh, I'll have to install that and at least uh, check it out. Yeah, I'm probably going to mess with that today. So uh, Let's see. Do, 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 do. Space Bob, over under on Titanfall servers staying up tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know. You know, obviously, I, I don't blame people for being uh, reluctant given EA's history and the fact that Battlefield 4 remains in many ways still a mess yeah despite how far we are from that game's release uh, but you know that's it sounds like microsoft has been bending over backwards to uh to get the xbox one in in place uh to get you know they put out a firmware update for the controller right for titanfall so you know that's more i believe that's much more on uh, Microsoft than it is on EA uh, to to make sure that Titanfall is is ready to go and and operating. Uh, I don't I'm not a network engineer, so I don't <laughs> I don't I yeah. don't know. But I you know if there ever was a game for Microsoft and EA and to have their their shit together on, Respawn seems to be it. Like this, you know the amount of buzz behind this game, uh, the amount of interest people have in it. Like this really is feels like the moment where next gen kicks in to another gear. Um, so you would hope that they don't mess that up. Yeah, you hope they don't, uh, you know, break the clutch in the process. Um, you know, th- there was the one thing that I consider uh, relatively hopeful is the fact that when they started doing that beta a few weeks ago, like within a couple of days, they're like, "All right, fuck it, let's just open to everyone and just let's try and break this thing." Uh, that's that's the kind of behavior you want to see out of people that are really trying to make sure an online game works at launch. And you know, by all accounts, it sounds like they were able to make that game work relatively well, even with the mass audience flooding in and playing it. So uh, I'm hopeful that with all of that and and all of the time they've spent on this, that they will have a game that works. Uh, because if that game doesn't work at launch online, there's really not anything else you can play with it. It's not like there's a single-player campaign you can just kind of jump in there and play uh, if the online is broken, because that's what the game is. It is the online, and if that doesn't work, there is no game, period. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. Um... Some people, uh, a couple folks in the chat, asking me about uh, the Dark Souls 2 graphics downgrade. I, I'm, I do not know what you're talking about, unfortunately. Uh, I, I know that people have been talking about the Watch Dogs yeah. uh, graphics downgrade, which uh, I have not looked in at that too much either. Uh, but I know that, that people have been uh, looking through old trailers versus new trailers and, and feeling like the game's been visually changed as a result uh dark souls 2 i don't know i've been avoiding a lot about that game the only stuff i've looked at are the trailers we put up on the site and uh when i participated in that dark souls 2 discussion with uh the other guys uh a month or two back um so i mean i'm gonna pop in the game uh i will definitely play some 
uh, tonight. Um, and uh, if, if for some reason I notice something, uh, I'll mention it once the embargo is up for the game, uh, which I don't know the specific embargo, but uh, it's probably midnight tonight. That seems like... You would think, yeah. That seems like probably, uh, but I, I don't know for sure. But I'll take a look. Um, some people in the chat are mentioning that there was, sounds like there was a lighting change, but I don't know. Uh, I, I do not know. Uh, I will let you know if I see anything when I play the game, though. Fair enough. Uh, Eternal Vigil says, after reading the article you linked to about the recent history of Irrational, he's talking about Chris Plant's story, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to ask, why hasn't the game industry, uh, why doesn't the game industry have unions for game developers? Uh, that is a good question. Uh, that's something that's been raised a number of times. Um, why the games industry doesn't adopt more of a Hollywood uh, sort of formula, which is where developers are contracted uh, and brought in uh, to work on projects and that the expectation is that you'll no longer work at that studio afterwards because you've just been contracted for that project. Right. Um, but as a result of a union, you know, you are protected and you have benefits and, you know, things are worked out so that even though you're moving from project to project, uh, there is stability in that as opposed to what seems to be happening a lot in the, the current volatility of the games industry of you go to work at a company thinking you're safe and then you get laid off and then your life is temporarily wrecked uh, while you try and figure out uh, yeah. what happens next. Uh, it does sound like the rational folks are getting taken care of. The The Polygon story, I believe, insinuated that uh, everyone was being very well compensated. Um, whatever that means, I don't know, but you would, you would, you would think that implies extended health insurance and, and salary um, for a period of time while they try and work out a transition. Um, but, uh, you know, the union question is is one that's come up before. Um, it, it's very complicated, but... Extremely. Uh, you know, as someone that also watches uh, politics um, as sort of a side hobby, uh, unions are not super popular uh, right now, um, uh, public or private uh, sector unions. So yeah. um, to get, you know everyone behind the idea of a union even though in principle it is something that it's not you know if you were describe unions without using the term union i think most people would would you know get behind the idea sure but the the idea uh the the term union has been has become uh, somewhat toxic uh with various budget issues in states and at the federal level so i think unions make a lot of sense i'm not sure what you, how you feel alex but i think it, it's a long road to get there for sure yeah it's it's a long road for a variety of reasons i mean like you said it's super complicated and it's not just a matter of all game developers getting together and forming a union like, there would have to be a variety of different unions for different disciplines. You know, there would be an artist's union, a sound designer's union. There would probably, you know, be VFX artist unions. It would just, it, it, there, there's a lot of different facets to game development that would probably all have to fall under different banners. And because of that, and because it would be a contract situation, most likely, and not people working at studios, and because the game development industry is not in any way centralized... You would have a lot of people that'd be working on a project, going to a studio, and then not have anywhere to go after that necessarily. Like they'd have to travel around a lot theoretically, um, which isn't to say it can't be worked around. It can't be done. You know, I'm, I think that there's a lot of benefit potentially to the idea. It's just that you know a lot of people like the 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 solidarity you get when you work for one studio and you work on multiple projects with the same people. Uh, in one location, it's, you know, obviously a lot easier to have a family when you have, you know, one place settled down where you can have roots. So, I mean, it's it's just not as cut and dried or, you know, game developers should unionize because, you know, working for publishers sucks. Yeah, it does. But that also means that you have to completely revamp the way game development works uh, for the sake of, you know, you know, creating this new structure. And I think that a lot of publishers are very reluctant to, th- to, to mess up what they have going right now. And I think that there hasn't necessarily been like a strong voice or a strong movement toward making that happen up to this point. It's, it's, you know, there are people who are obviously dissatisfied with the current structure as it exists, but there hasn't been like a real, you know, revolutionary wave toward that up to this point. It's, it's, you know, and now we're getting into a lot of like complete conjecture, um, yes, but absolutely. I, it's hard to imagine there being a significant movement to change how it's structured unless we were to go through some sort of uh, horrendous video game crash. Right. Um, the Part of the reason that you mostly just get, you know, people feeling like this would make sense or that uh, th- this would be 
better uh, for the games industry is when we get these strings of stories basically once a month, if not more often, of the uh, developers either getting shuttered or, or teams getting laid off. It happens consistently, but it doesn't happen all at once. And, you know, in order for, for change to occur, it really feels like there would need to be a flashpoint. Yeah. Um, and, and in order for that to happen, you need things to get really bad. And, you know, there are certainly still strains uh, of, of theories that the console industry is, is still not particularly healthy um, and that it's possible that, you know, we're, you know it, it may not all pan out. And let's say that does happen. Maybe, maybe if the industry, you know, wasn't able to support uh, a full transition to, to this current generation, you know, maybe you would see the kinds of mass layoffs that uh, would, you know, instill people an idea that we need to have a different way that this works. Um, but I think until you saw some sort of mass crisis, yeah. uh, it, it's hard to imagine getting enough people uh, pissed off uh, that they would want to enact uh, mass change. Um, yep. and, and that just doesn't seem likely when it's, you know, every every couple of weeks, you know, a studio or a team being shuttered, as horrible as that is, and as indicative of an unhealthy uh, uh, sort of uh, health for the, the video game industry as that might be, it doesn't seem like that's enough because those people mostly just want to go find a new job. Yeah, yeah, that's 100% correct. Um, all right, well, I think that's probably going to bring us to a close on a show. Uh, what are you up to this week? Uh, I don't entirely know yet. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to spend today kind of plotting some things out for, for the rest of the week. But, uh, you know, if you check the site, there's my recap of the last week's episode of The Walking Dead up on the site now. And also an Encyclopedia of Ambastica video for Ultimate Muscle that went up on Saturday. I haven't had a chance to check that out yet. Anime Wrestling! We're anime editors now, Patrick. We, we yep, do things see? about anime now. That's all we do. I've infected you. I've infected you. It's horrifying. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be playing uh, Binding of Isaac, uh, in probably assuming the site works and I can play it, uh, at 45 minutes. Um, so we'll do that today. Um, and then, you know, I'm focusing on finishing Yoshi's New Island. Um, I'll review for that on Thursday. Um, cool. I might be planning something with someone else who's a huge fan of Yoshi's on the site. Mm hmm. Uh, for something to go alongside that review on Thursday, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, I will try and write. I plan is to write a review for uh, Danganronpa um, this week as well. Uh, so those two, and then yeah, I'm playing Dark Souls, and I got this interview with Derek Yu with Splunky that we did, and we talked a lot about Dark Souls. He played Dark Souls after Splunky and and found a uh, design companion in that game, uh, but I need to find time to somehow write that. Uh, in addition to figuring out my GDC schedule. Because oh, I leave uh, for GDC on Saturday. Oh, God, um, that's soon. I know, I know, I know. Um, so so I got a lot going on this week, mostly just kind of scheduling myself, but do have a lot of things I want to write as well. So uh, that'll be my week. Um, and then we'll be back on Friday. Um, I doubt we'll do shows during GDC, um, but maybe we can do check-ins or something when I've got some spare time at random points during the day. We'll have to... We'll have to think about that and talk about that and see if we can figure out something. We'll figure something out. In San Francisco. So that'll do it. Uh, um, Alex, I will talk to you on Friday. Ow!